0: What a joy and blessing and privilege it is to assemble together with the saints of God on the Lord's day, to have this time to worship Him and express our praise and appreciation and thanksgiving to Him for all that He has done for us. Before I get into the lesson, I want to make this comment real quickly. I appreciate Brother Joe's mentioning all those mission works that we're involved with this morning. And sometimes we think we don't know what's going on throughout all the world. We keep on the bulletin board out here in the hallway information concerning all our mission works. Take some time this week and in every week and take a few minutes just to look and read what's going on there. The number of people bab- being baptized in India and in Africa and Central America is astonishing. The church is growing in those areas because of our mission efforts and others like us who are doing that. Keep those mission efforts in your prayers constantly, but remind yourself frequently. Go by and read some of those things and hear some of the, want, read some of the stories that are, are taking place in people's lives. Our money is being put to good use as a result of that. I'm having a little difficulty seeing this morning. I had my second cataract surgery the other day, and everybody is a little bit fuzzy. So uh, bear with me if I mess up on any words. Good looking at several passages of Scripture all in the New Testament this, evening, this morning, and most of them are in the book of John, so you might want to put, make, make a mark there in the book of John but going back and forth through it. John 8, 32, you know the verse. Jesus said, Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. We understand and appreciate that word freedom, don't we? It was in July the 4th, 1776. John Hancock was the president of the Continental Congress. And they made that Declaration of Independence. To be free from outside pressure and authority we started our own nation here the United States colonies wanted freedom from the rule and the oppression of all those native countries that they had been putting their struggles on them they needed freedom and they pledged their allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands one nation we've since added thank goodness under God with liberty that's freedom and justice for all the people then had political and civil freedom how wonderful it is and our nation is unique in all the world because of that and many nations are trying to become more like us because of that freedom is wonderful this morning I want to focus on not physical freedom but spiritual freedom that's the focus today as finite, frail human beings, we realize that we're in slavery to sin. Paul said in Romans 3, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Sin separates us from God. We need freedom from the bondage of sin. Freedom from bondage that Satan clasps upon us and keeps on trying to take us away from God all of our lives. How do we find that freedom? How can we obtain it? Again, that verse, John eight thirty two. Jesus said you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free free from the bondage of sin that Greek word free means released liberated I am no longer under the clutches of Satan he can't just stomp his foot down on me and hold me down I've been released from that bondage and that sin because of the blood of Jesus Christ If you're a Christian, the day you were baptized, when you came out of that watery grave of baptism, you were born again to walk a newness of life, a different way of living, God's way, the Lord's way, the beautiful way, the saving way. How wonderful it is to be a child of God. At that moment, when we came out of that watery grave of baptism, for me it was July 24, 1957. We were no longer under the bondage of sin. We're not in slavery anymore, rising to walk in the steps of our Savior and to live our lives for it and to follow His words of truth every day in our lives so that we can maintain our freedom and slavery from sin. And because we're children of God, we receive blessings from Him every day as His children that people who are not yet Christians have not been able to receive. Oh, yes, God gives to all life and breath. But many people don't use their life and breath to live for God. But those of us who are his children follow him. And as a result of that, he keeps on blessing us. What a wonderful privilege we have, living that blessed life as children of God. Point number one in our lesson this morning. As a child of God, I am free from sin. S-I-N, if you're writing it down. I am free from sin. Turn me to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6 beginning in verse number 17. Paul says, But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of God, that pattern, that form of doctrine, which has delivered you, being then made free from sin. Ye are the servants of righteousness. Out of Satan's bondage, I will not let him clutch me anymore and direct my life. As a result, of that I am free to follow the master. Free to, to live my life that like God would have me to live it. And as a result, I am blessed in that situation. I'm no longer under Satan's control. Turn with you to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Again, a lot of New Testament scriptures this morning. James chapter 1, beginning in verse number 13. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. God will never place temptation in your face. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. He allows himself to be pulled away from God. Then when sin when lust hath conceived it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death. Do not err, my brethren, beloved brethren, because every good gift and every perfect gift is from above cometh down from the Father of lights in whom is no variable, is no shadow of turning because God wants us to be right with him. And he has, as our Father, provided for us all the resources that we need to maintain our faith in him. And as a result of that, I am free from sin. I no longer have to look at the garbage that Satan puts out. I don't have to listen to the words that he puts out, the philosophies and the feelings that he puts out. I have my faith and strength Entrenched in God's will in God's word in God's way and as a result of that I can be stronger every day we find our release from sin in our God as a result of that our lives are much much better turn with me to Matthew chapter 16 verse number 23 Matthew 16 verse number 23 Matthew 16, 23, and drop back to get the context in verse 22. Then Peter took him and began to re- rebuke him, Jesus, and saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be done to me, to us, to thee. Jesus had told them he would be crucified. Peter took it, Jesus aside to straighten him out. Can you think of that? He didn't mean to do it, but that's what he was trying to do. But look in verse number 23. But he, Jesus, turned and said to Peter, Get thee behind me. And he didn't say Peter there, did he? Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense to me. For thou savest not the things that be of God, but those things that be of men. Then said Jesus to the disciples, If any man deny himself, will come after me, deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. What was Jesus saying here? He was saying, Peter, and to all of us, release yourself from Satan's control. Become free from sin by following the will of the Savior. It's easy to say that. But each one of us in this room is challenged by Satan every day of our lives to try to pull us away from God. We must appreciate who we are. We're God's children. We have God's spiritual genetics in us now to strengthen us and encourage us and give the courage to say, I will not follow Satan. I will follow God in my life. How wonderful that is. When you're faced with temptation, say the same thing that Jesus said to Peter. Get thee behind me, Satan. Turn your back upon Satan and all the things he tries to do. As a result of that, you can focus on God. We sing that beautiful song that says, Turn your eyes upon Jesus look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace what a wonderful thought that is therefore I do not have to fall into the temptations of this world I do not have to follow after Satan I need to remember everyday another song this world is not my home I'm just passing through my treasures are up there not down here you see when I place my treasures down here I am doomed to failure Oh, I might be rich, popular, handsome, and all those kinds of things, but that's not saving. When I place my treasure in heaven, then I know I'm on the right track. Thank God daily for your salvation, the greatest freedom you can ever have. Now, point number one, part B, because I am saved, I am free from the wrath of God, W-R-A-T-H, the wrath of God. When you've written that down, go back to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 verse number 8. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for our sins. Much more then, being justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. You see, God's wrath is against all sin. It always has been. It always will be. Adam and Eve were cast out of the perfect place of Eden because of their sin. Well, what's so bad about taking that fruit? Because God said, no. That's all that needed to be said. They lost their eternal, perfect paradise. Were cast out of it because of sin. God will always his anger against sin. God hates sin. He always has. He always will. And if I will be God's child and live for him, then I am free from the wrath that God will cast upon all sin. The word wrath in the Hebrew language literally means God's righteous anger against sin. David said this way in Psalm chapter 5, verse number 5, Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. You see, sin has always been the enemy of God. Lawbreakers, when we break the civil law, can be put into prison or even executed. They have to pay the debt of their sin. There's no way around that because justice demands payment. But eternally, let us remember, Romans 12:19, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay we need to appreciate that and remember I don't want to do that the Hebrew writer said in Hebrews ten thirty one 31 it is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God you see no human being could ever repay his debt for sin but thanks be to God for his plan of salvation Paul said in Romans chapter 6 verse number 23 the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord without that gift from God I would have no hope at all of salvation But with the blood of Jesus Christ, in my decision to become his child and follow his will in my life, I can be saved. Point number two in our lesson. A saved person has freedom. Point A, he can live for God. L-I-V-E. Turn me to Galatians chapter 5, verse number 1. Again, I'm giving you a lot of scriptures this morning. I hope you're writing them down and turning to them because these things are so practical and fundamental in our lives as Christians. Because I'm free from sin, I can now live for God. one of Galatians, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith God Christ has made us free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. When a prisoner is relieved from prison, He is anxious to get out that door and into the world and live his own life. He's learned his lesson. I'm not going to do that again and go back to jail. I don't want to do that. I appreciate freedom. When you and I become children of God, we're freer from Satan's clutches. We don't have to look at his advertisements and his temptations. We don't have to listen. We can turn our hearts away from them and our minds away from them, following God's will all of our lives every day what a joy it is to be able to live for God we have a much better thought process and a living process in our lives because of that turn with to Galatians, Galatians back a couple of pages to chapter 2 verse number 20 2.20 as you know Jesus was crucified on the cross to save us from our sins Paul brings that situation down in his life personally. 2.20 of Galatians. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet it is not I that liveth, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who gave himself for me. You see the sacrifice that Jesus made? so that poor little old Bill could be saved from sins. And all who will follow him and believe Him and practice His will in their lives I will as a child of God pledge myself to give up on my foolish feeble allurement to Satan's world turn my heart and mind against those things I will dedicate my life to living under the freedom of glorifying God being the kind of person He wants me to be all the time I will not be bound by the lust of this world, the pride of life and the lust of the flesh and all those kinds of things Jesus rebuking his disciples in John chapter 8 verse 44 said ye are are your father the devil and the lust of your father you will follow. You see that Satan keeps on after us. Oh yes he realizes we're Christians but he doesn't let go. He doesn't give up. There's not a day in our lives that we're not tempted by Satan. He's trying to pull us away from God. But I will say no to Satan. I am living my life to honor and glorify God. And I will follow his spiritual way of life. Turn to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Very familiar passage. Romans chapter 12, verse number 1 beginning. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. They are to be holy, acceptable unto God, which is your spiritual, your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be you changed, be you transformed by the renewing of your minds, that ye may prove to this world what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God. You and I are lights of this world showing that God's way works. I want to follow the will of God and follow His value system regardless of what my friends the community, the state, the world has to say reasonable service Paul uses that word here that rationally corresponds to my faith doesn't it? I say I'm a child of God therefore I'm going to live like God wants me to live. I'm a follower of Christ I will follow His will in my life and I need to try every day in my life to live up to the expect, expectations that God has pre- presented for me in my life. Point B: I can live a rich, full life. L I F E. Turn a page or two over to Romans chapter fifteen, verse thirteen. Romans fifteen thirteen. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Christianity is more than I have to, I got to, they won't let me do this, I won't let me do this, all this kind of restriction. No. It is a life full of peace and full of hope because I am content with who I am, God's child. He is guiding my life. He, I know he's not going to take me in the wrong direction. All Satan is doing is trying to pull me away from God. But I can live a rich, full life according to God's expectations. And he blesses me with the joy and privilege of being able to do that in my life every day. How wonderful that is. Remember, Christianity is not to be looked upon as a have-to, got-to uh, concept when we have that concept of real Christianity we're probably going to fail at some point in time remember Jesus said in John chapter 10 verse number 10 I have come that they might have life and that they might have life more abundantly the good life is much superior to Satan's horrible life Paul said it this way written from prison Philippians chapter 4 verse number 7. Now the peace of God which passes understanding shall keep, stand guard over your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. I've got the resources I need in my life to be successful and content as a happy Christian every day. What a way to live. Nothing could be better than that. Oh, and what a way to die. Nothing could be better than that. Point C. I can now look forward to heaven. You're in Romans there. Go back to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. Verse number 22. 622. Now being made free from sin and become the servants of God as a result of that... You have your fruit and holiness and the end is everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You plant that peach tree or that apple tree. You wait with eager anticipation for that tree to mature and develop and produce those good apples or those good peaches or whatever the product is. That's their purpose in life. As a child of God, your purpose in life, my purpose in life, is to bear fruit for the kingdom of heaven. How wonderful that is. We can be living at peace in our lives and as a result of that, we do not have to pay the wages of sin. We get to receive the gift of God, eternal life. Each one of us in this room is getting older every day, aren't we? We realize that. I like that thought. Am I nearer to heaven today than I was yesterday? Have I lived my life today to make it even better for tomorrow and the next and the next as long as God grants me the chance to live? That's what being a Christian is all about, brothers and sisters. That's what makes Christianity be a peaceable way of life and a faith-strengthening and building way of life, and a hopeful way of living. I cannot yet comprehend by any stretch of the imagination how beautiful heaven must be. But I've got enough of it in my mind to know that that's where I want to be forever. And I know you do too. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. And I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. And when he takes me by the hand and leads me to the promised land, what a day. Glorious day that will be. That's why this old preacher keeps on saying, think about heaven every day. So that we can be there forever. Now the most important point of our lesson, point number three. How? to obtain freedom go with, back with me to John chapter 8 as we conclude our lesson John chapter 8 verse 32 Jesus said to them ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free I must learn what God's way is and then I must obey it. Follow it through to the very best of my ability all the days that I live. That obedience frees me from the bondage of sin and then I will pledge myself to live my life for God the best I can every day that I live. Verse number 33. Talking to Jews, they answered him, we be Abraham's seed, and we're never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou you shall be made free? They were thinking about physical bondage. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. That gets every one of us, doesn't it? Verse 35, And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the Son of God doth abide forever. The Son of God abideth forever. If I am willing to dedicate my life to following the will of God and I'm going to give myself physically and spiritually unto God every day of my life with my very best intentions then I have the opportunity to live, yes, on this earth for a little bit while longer but live with God eternally in heaven. Look at verse number 36. If the Son of God therefore shall make you free Ye are free indeed, and that's why the psalmist would say, "Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil." And he again concludes by saying, "Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever." Amen and amen. How is it in your life today? These words that we talked about today should give us strength and courage. Motivation. To do the very best we can to live our lives for God. We can't be perfect. We understand that, but we can't understand this: that the blood of Jesus Christ is perfect, and He shed it for my sins and yours. If you're not yet a child of God, why pass up another opportunity? You believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Are you willing to repent of your sins? Confess His deity as the Son of God. Be baptized in water for the remission of those sins, rising to walk a new way of living, a child of God. Or if you're as a child of God, have heard from the faith. Committed sin, you need to repent of that sin, confess it, and pray to be forgiven. If we may assist you in doing those things, let it be known by coming to the front of us. Together we stand and sing the song.